This is Startup Life Hacks, episode 27. It's all in your team. Like, you just have to be surrounded by people who make you better. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, and welcome to Startup Life Hacks, the show where I interview startup founders and entrepreneurs to give you the extra boost to start something amazing. Be sure to stick around. We've got a special treat at the end of the episode that will surely get you fired up about the new year. If you are passion-driven and someone who wants to make a difference in the world, then this episode is for you. I'm over here with Cameron Ripley, the founder and director of Community Boost, an award-winning digital marketing and web design agency that primarily focuses on the nonprofit and social entrepreneurship space. He's brought together a caring group of millennials to really tackle on today's social problems. His organization has worked with many great causes, including Google Ideas, Noah Homes, Miracle for Kids, just to name a few. As a millennial myself, what Cameron is doing really hits home because there's always something that we can do to make a positive impact on society. So please welcome to the mic, Cameron Ripley. Cameron, before we get into the great things that you were doing right now, please give a quick background as to what made you who you are today. Well, first, yeah, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be on the show. Um, I think podcasting just in this incredible channel that has so much opportunity and uh, what you're up to is is really cool and um, I'm a big fan already. So Thank you. Yeah, I guess really kind of my journey um, began with, uh, I've always just always had this entrepreneurial mindset, even when I was a little kid, you know, picking up golf balls that people were hitting at the driving range and then selling them back to the golfers on, you know, the second tee kind of thing. Um, And I went to school for entrepreneurship, which I think um, a lot of your audience might starting to be doing more or... Um, you know, kind of in that college mindset and, you know, what better opportunity and time in your life to try and give it a shot, right? Yeah, um, 10 years ago, like entrepreneurship was even offered in universities and now mm-hmm. it's like becoming more mainstream, right? Yeah, certainly. And uh, I went to actually University of Arizona, so go Wildcats. Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, we had a really good entrepreneurship program that inspired me. Um, but, you know, that was uh, 10 years ago. And I've certainly learned a lot that I, I would do differently, but um, for me, I think I've just always had this entrepreneurial to bug and to create and um, to just make things fun, but yet I'm just really competitive, and I think that has fueled a lot of my entrepreneurial spirit. Now, did you have any type of mentorship when you're growing up to kind of fuel your entrepreneurship? Um, honestly, not really from, I, I mean, my parents were, were great and really just supportive and always just believed in me. And so that belief was really um, valuable, honestly. But I also kind of had this perspective, uh, you know, my dad was really working that corporate grind. And um, I just was just kind of always looked up to uh, 
people who had their own business and just so much freedom and flexibility. Um, at least that's how it always is perceived from the outside. But um, when I moved to San Diego is actually when I walked in my biggest mentors about five years ago. And that was honestly life-changing and highly recommended to just really seek strong mentorship at an early age in the entrepreneurship's, you know, tech world. Right. Now, who was that specific person that was your mentor? Yeah. I mean, it was honestly kind of serendipitous that it even happened. Uh, but I moved out to, um, I came out of school, actually. I graduated in marketing entrepreneurship and was just inspired. I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And I went and tried to create, you know, an online retailing business, basically focused in on the co- collegiate market, actually. Um, long story short, we failed and failed too, way too slow uh, now that I look back <laughs> on it. But um, as well as had some other, you know, startup ventures that were more successful and helped me bootstrap these other online businesses. But um, when I moved to San Diego, I got involved at a consulting firm and I was really fired up to just specialize in digital marketing. And um, his name's Johnny Chan, actually. He was one of the co founders of eBoost Consulting. Um, so shout out to all, any e-boosters who are listening. I know you've had a, a few people who actually went through that program on this podcast, actually, which is pretty cool. Like, uh, Brayden Moreno from Robo3D. Awesome guy. Yeah. And, um, so Johnny has been a big inspiration and just, you know, since then have learned the value of just building strong, real relationships with people you look up to, um, and that will hold you accountable and kind of push you to grow. Yeah, and um, starting these businesses, we we look to have the freedom to do whatever we want, right? To do the things that we love. So what are a few of your favorite hobbies? Yeah, well, so I lived in the desert, actually, from a long, like in New Mexico in high school and then uh, Arizona in college and stayed there kind of post-college. But so when I had the opportunity to move to San Diego, I went right to the beach. I live in Mission Beach, like a couple houses right from the water. So I just love spending time like out on the beach, you know, away from a computer and uh, doing that. I'm, uh, I play a lot of soccer, actually. So shout out to my Wow Cacao team. That's our team name. But uh, back to back to back, Bobby champions. Nice. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. So just kind of do that. And then honestly, you know, what I value most outside of work is just really authentic and real relationships with, you know, my peers, my friends, even my business partners. And so just always making time for that. Okay, now we're really going to start into get into your business, like how it got started. So mm-hmm. what strategies did you use to fund your business? So you're referring to current business? Yes. Boost? Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, so basically we were incubated out of another digital marketing agency. So uh, eBoost Consulting was focused in on the startup tech space where we would work with, you know, customers who had already closed a Series A round funding I would help manage 300,000 monthly ad spend budgets, that type of thing. But then we had this program where we would bring in young people, teach them digital marketing, and then have them apply that to the nonprofit and social space. Long story short, we had a big vision for what that could do and how that could be its own company. And so I was fortunate to have great mentorship and support um, in which you know they gave us space, office space, hardware, techware, and... Um, and even, you know, helped us with like legal and that type of thing. And then we created our own company focused in on just helping the social and nonprofit space and um, have bootstrapped it uh, completely. We've never received, you know, outside funding or anything like that. Now, what's the process that you took to bring in these social entrepreneurs? Like, what was their strategy? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So the term social entrepreneurship is obviously one that's, you know, used in our vocabulary daily now. And we certainly consider ourselves that and are really pumped up to just be part of that community here in San Diego and beyond. Um, but I think even as of four years ago, people weren't really throwing it around as much. Um, and we really got started in the nonprofit space because at the end of the day, we were just fired up to wake up and work with people who are literally committed to, you know, making a huge impact in their community, in the world. And so we got started in the nonprofit space and have since kind of, you know, right now I'd say about 60% of our business is still nonprofits and about 25% of our business is uh, mission-driven social businesses. And, you know, we have another 5% that are just, you know, companies that really fund teams, that kind of thing that we really relate to their products. Mm -hmm. So so do you look at, uh, you know, college campuses for recruitment? Um, As far as potential team members? Yes. Yeah, we we actually, um, we have an internship that we're really proud of. And that is fed by a lot of the uh, entrepreneurship programs in San Diego and even we bring in interns actually from all over the world, which is pretty exciting. And um, it's honestly one of the most valuable things we have is our team in that community. Because at the end of the day, Community Boost is simply a platform for social entrepreneurs. And we're trying to make a stand to be a global leader development platform for the social entrepreneur. Um, so we certainly you know, see value in working with young people in the millennial generation. Now... Did you start this company on your own? And um, if you had any founders, like what was your take on finding these people? Yeah, I think for any entrepreneur looking to get started and to have that founder discussion, it sometimes gets uh, certainly difficult. Discouraging. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But for me, I know how I work. And I think one of the strongest assets of any successful entrepreneur is that they're self-aware. And when you're self-aware, you know your strengths and you know your weaknesses. And so just surrounding yourselves with people that um, lift you up. And, you know, when I came out of school at 20, uh, 21 years old and launched a business, I went out and sought a founder. And, you know, I found somebody who I thought was who was really intelligent, really smart, um, could help fund the business, which was uh, you know, a really big pain point is really big pain point for many uh, startups. But I also realized that we are really not aligned in certain key areas, and that was an issue. And so at Community Boost, it's interesting. Um, a lot of the partners and kind of our even our management team has really found us and um, have been given an opportunity to like bake themselves into the business. And that has played out really well because um, our whole team, we balance each other really well. And everybody like wanted to be there. You know, I, I never had to sell them on being a founder or anything like that. They, they bought in. They like wanted to do it um, from a pure drive perspective. And I think it's really important that founders all have the same amount of drive and energy and really push each other to, mm-hmm. to give more. Yeah. And it's really good that you created that culture where people are gravitated towards you to work for you. So, so what was one thing that you struggled with in the early stages of your startup? Oh, man. Um, one thing, any specific areas? Because <laughs> I feel like there's lots <laughs> of pain points. Um, I think one of the, you know, the things I struggled with most and that I, I see other startups, um, or even when I look back at like my early entrepreneurial life, 
too. Uh, it's just, it's almost sounds cliche now in this day of, you know, lean entrepreneurship methodology, but that was something I struggle with was not failing fast enough or a fear of failure. And, um, you know, all that, what that creates, right. You know, analysis by, or paralysis by analysis and that type of thing. So, um, just, you know, not just like letting things rip, um, not failing fast on a certain idea and just you got to have no fear in, uh, validating your, your market, validating sales. And that's, you know, huge, like sales cures all. And if you're not doing something as an entrepreneur every single day that helps you grow your business, then you're like, that wasn't a good day. Mm-hmm. Now tell us a story about a great success you had as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think, you know, I never dreamed of running a service-based firm. You know, I wasn't like a 12-year-old, <laughs> like, oh, I want to own a service-based firm one day. Um, but for me, I think, you know, my biggest achievements are some of the successes we've created for for other organizations um you know uh, this is kind of fresh in mind it's the day after giving tuesday which is a really big day in the nonprofit world and um you know three years ago i were working with a lady named mia roseberry and she has an organization now called wounded warrior homes but at that time she just had uh you know, multiple veterans who were suffering, you know, post 9-11 veterans, right? Like they're 20, early 20s and had served multiple tours, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan and were back and were showing symptoms of PTS and traumatic brain injury. And she just wanted to help them. But just seeing where they're at today and, you know, us supporting that from ideation three years ago to they have an office they have multiple full-time staff they have multiple homes they you know they provide just incredible transitioning housing efforts and food and support services for for, and just helping her create her her vision of what she wanted to make a stand for in the world like that's some of the stuff that makes me you know feel most fulfilled and just um, some of the things I'm most proud of is just the work we've done to help others kind of live into their vision. I think as an entrepreneur, you know, I think it's really important too to have these certain moments. And I I love this question because when you have these moments and you can channel them and look back on them, it's something that you, you always need as an entrepreneur because if you're not pushing yourself, you know, every single month or, you know, what mentor once told me like, Cameron, if you're living the same year you led last year, you lived last year, like that's a mistake, you know, you, you're blowing it, you got to keep pushing yourself. And by having those moments in your pocket, and it lets you always realize what you're capable of. And, you know, so in a service based firm, and so if there's anyone out there who does web development or graphic design, they're looking to start their own thing, you know, for me, it, one of my biggest wins was um, in that moment, I turn into when I'm walking into a meeting that I'm playing for higher stakes was, uh, you know, I, I was pitching, um, a client at what was a really big deal for us. It was, you know, like four grand a month. And I put a $20,000 performance bonus on the end of it. And it was about a year long engagement. And in that meeting, they're like, yeah, let's do it. And I just wanted to, you know, jump through the wall and, um, yeah, you know, just like keep the composure. This is normal. But I mean, those types of moments that are almost lucky to be honest, um, are, 
just the things that keep fueling you and um, giving you the belief that you can keep, you know, playing for higher and higher stakes and making bigger impact in the world. Yeah, I really like how you mentioned where you look back at your successes that way in the future, you kind of have to one up yourself, like you're challenging yourself to do better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where do you see your vision for the company five years from now? Man, five years, that seems like such a long time. <laughs> but, um, you know, what I love about what we're building here at Community Boost is we're just trying to show up as a platform, right? And so for me, one of the biggest things in running a service-based firm has been this transition over time of going from what is often self being self-employed to trying to be a business owner. And a big thing for me in that process has been trying to let go and really trusting in your entire team. And, you know, our team is so capable. And when you do that, things actually end up way better. And, you know, clients get served, you know, that much more successfully, as well as um, it allows us to just create the space. You know, for us, I think, one of the things we're really committed to right now here in San Diego is, is just being a catalyst for social entrepreneurship and really um, helping push that movement forward. There's a lot of cool people up here locally doing cool stuff through, you know, Impact uh, San Diego and just trying to like keep those conversations going and keep that community fired up. That's why I love this podcast and what it stands for. And um I think we we would love to kind of be an incubator for uh, social entrepreneurship businesses or, you know, that accelerator type model, and which I know is almost cliche a little bit, but I think just helping um, people who want to make a difference but who want to, like, you know, move the needle on the triple bottom line is something that we would uh, love to just help and, and kind of make a stand for here in Southern California. Awesome. Thank you for that. We're going to have a little fun. We're now entering a superhero round. So what is your entrepreneur superpower? <laughs> you know, for me, I think one thing our, why our whole team has even kind of come together is uh, I really try and value authentic, like deep connections with, with people and really bringing a sense of compassion. So I'd almost say my superpower is compassion. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to the space we work in. But it helps us just really fully emphasize, empathize and understand where our our clients and the people we're working to help come from. And that authenticity is what allowed us to even secure business in the early days is if people, if I can understand somebody's why and they can understand mine, then we just align and we're not fully sure how this is all going to happen, but then it always comes out like so much better than we could have been without each other. So I think just that sense of compassion and trying to build an authentic relationship uh, is kind of the superpower that has really helped us stand out from other, you know, agencies or consulting firms. So it's really like an alignment of selfish desires for the person that you're working with. Yeah, just being really aligned with, you know, what stand they want to make in the world and it, it just kind of happens without even thinking. I just start using their language and trying to, um, you know, I just try and get them as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say is a kryptonite? <laughs> For me, I think um, letting go and just uh, like delegation of tasks sometimes can be something that I struggle with and just like... <laughs> Um, I can be such a perfectionist at times. That sounds cliche to this answer, yeah. but um, 
that journey going from self-employed, which honestly was what we were in those early years to, to business owner, uh, that not letting go slowed that journey. So that's sometimes a weakness. <laughs> how did you uh, go from that, from self-employed to business owner? Like, how did you make that transaction? Mm-hmm it's all in your team. Like you just have to be surrounded by people who make you better and make like you learn from every day. And our business partner, I actually asked him, you know, cause I gave me some insights into what you might be asking. And one of my business partners said, uh, one of my weaknesses was, um, or he's actually said one of my strengths was seeing things differently. Like they'll have an idea. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, what if we did it like this? And, um, and I think that's why we're so good together because, you know, my business partners will be pushing, um, you know, for like, just push me farther and farther. And then I'm just bringing in that talent of people like that is like how, how you can really make it work. And that not, not letting go, not just accepting others, like people who wanted to really contribute to our company sooner was, I think it slowed our growth in the long run, but uh, I, I'm aware of it now, and it. I'm just gonna keep bringing in amazing talent as as much as we can. Nice. Now, if you could have any superpower, what would it be, and why? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think for me it would uh, it have to be teleportation. Uh, I kind of have. I just want to see as much of the world as I can. If I could just teleport to all those cool areas, it'd be so amazing. As well as just at the end of the day in life, like we can get so caught up in our entrepreneurial journey, but like relationships and the, with whether it's your family or friends or, you know, your significant other, it's like, that's so much of what life's about to me and being able to teleport and just like get that face to face time with some of the people I love the most that are often across the country would be really cool. Yeah. (laughs) So we're now entering the final questions of the interview. And these are the tools that you would recommend that would help our listeners rise to their feet and get started. So name one favorite tool that you use in your business that would recommend to our listeners. Yeah, for me, actually, when I saw that uh, question, I think one of the number one things I do and that took me a little while to implement as an entrepreneur was actually not an online tool and not a productivity hack, which I'm a big fan of overall, but it was simply taking 10 minutes every morning And it's something that I completely stole from Tony Robbins in one of his books or something like that. But I have a really hard time meditating, but so many great entrepreneurs and people like that make that time. And so I was like, how can I like test this out? And for me, it was, I think Robbins calls it like the three to thrive. So every morning I just take 10 minutes. The first three minutes are just like getting really present, three minutes to breathe, like really feel your breath through your nose. And then I do three minutes of what are the three things I'm just really grateful for today? And not just saying I'm grateful for them, but actually trying to like feel that gratitude and like what that means to me and like how important that is, whether it's a person, whether it's my business partner, whether it's, you know, an opportunity, maybe it's, you know, just the beautiful day here in San Diego. And then just what are the three things that I have to get done today that are like huge for the future and growth of our company and business? And that just puts you in this first and foremost, like a 
gratitude mindset and then you're going to be proactive as opposed to reactive and i see so many entrepreneurs and it happens to us like so often we have to be really self-aware about it but just not being reactive especially in a service-based company and staying proactive in your growth and that's my number one tip and then yeah all the online stuff's great but just stay out of your inbox as much as you can and try and just be like in action (laughs) yeah yeah a lot of people make that mistake i mean i'm guilty of this of opening up my email as soon as I wake up and I just get like 20 emails and my mind is just flowing with like, oh, I got to do all this stuff now. But really, I just have to wake up in the morning and just, you know, like like what you said, meditate, you mm-hmm. know, be thankful for what you have and what you've accomplished and it'll just start your day positive. Yeah, exactly. I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. So what is your favorite book? Um, I'm a, I love reading. I actually really love audiobooks and podcast formats, but... I think one book that really shaped me early in the community boost era was a book called The Talent Code. And it just, you know, it's not necessarily about entrepreneurship or anything like that. It's about just mastering things and like how to be great and what talent really is and how um, it just it, it's a really good read. And I, I love that type of stuff where you're just like productivity hacking and just committed to like accelerated growth but uh it's a really good read for anyone who wants to to check something like that out now what would you dare to dream if you knew that you could not fail um you know i think it's for me centers around a couple causes i I think with our agency um there's so many different causes that we hear about every single day and every day i can't help but wonder like you know, I got 60 years left on the planet. What is the cause that I personally think is most important for our generation? And uh, for me, those type of things just center around creating more time to help, um, you know, basically like how like car, like how we eat, how uh, as our country, you know, produces food, these type of things and creating social businesses around that are really focused in on those areas as well as I'm really just passionate about um, education as a whole and how that can like completely rebuild communities and working with, you know, um, underserved communities in that realm. So I think if if I dream to do anything, it would just be uh, right now just diving f- like, you know, it's kind of where are we at in that five year type of question. And it's just creating businesses that are just having like this incredible impact in some of the key areas that I personally think are most like our generation's top problems. Mm-hmm. Now, out of all of the successes, all the failures that you've had thus far, what is one startup life hack that you discovered that you can share with the listeners on top of that 10 minute? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just think the number one startup life hack is uh, validate your customer and get payment. Because it's amazing how many people tell it's a great idea and yeah, it makes sense. But if you're just not validating that people are going to pay for what, what you're doing, then you're going to end up saving a ton of time. And so just get out there and see if you can drive sales. Cool. For people who want to start up their own businesses, what would be some of the key pieces of advice that you would give? You know, I think just if you have an idea, it kind of goes back to the customer validation, but it's you know, don't be afraid to, um, at a certain point, like, don't be afraid to fail. Like, keep taking shots. That's what's so cool about the age we're in. We're in this age where you can launch and validate 
an idea uh, faster than um, ever before, honestly. And you can scale ideas faster than ever before. Um, and we still get so tied to our own visions, but there's so many people doing cool stuff. So just like stay active, stay networked and collaborate. But I think, um, you know, when it comes to that, like when it comes to your business idea, validate it as fast as you can with sales. And when you kind of get past the, you know, we go from ideation to validation. And once you get into that efficiency, uh, you know, point, like find a mentor, find an advisor. And I know everyone says that, but it's just so important. And have somebody that's going to just hold you accountable and you know it's the old kind of saying like Mm -hmm. if you're the smartest person in the room well then you're you're in the wrong room room, you're 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 actually kind of an idiot and so i just always try and find people who get what we're about and you know are genuinely willing to commit a lot of the time to that it's huge so what's the best way we could follow you in case we want to know more about you know cameron ripley and all the things that you're doing with community boost yeah, I mean, definitely check out our website, communityboost.org. Um, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I love connecting with young people who are looking to start a business. And um, and anyone can email me at Cameron at communityboost.org. I try and answer all my emails and, um, and love hearing what people are up to, um, especially if it's in that, you know, purpose-driven space. Uh, I love that stuff. <laughs> So thank you, Cameron, for being a guest on my show. We appreciate your time and the wisdom. But here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneur journey, that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm. Stay positive and keep grinding. Yes. (laughs) Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. Everything that we talked about today, the tools, the books, and also how to get in touch with Cameron are included in our show notes page at startuplifehacks.com slash 27. And if you like what we're doing and have a couple minutes to spare, show us your love and support by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. We've made it super easy. Just go to startuplifehacks.com slash subscribe. What are you grateful for? What gets you up and motivated every morning? Is it your team that helps you move closer to your goal? Is it the family that you want to provide for? Whatever it may be, use that as your driving force to get you through your day. I'd like to know what motivates you. Comment on this episode's show notes page or email me directly at romel at startuplifehacks.com. I'll start. I'm grateful for my friends and family's continued support on my journey to greatness. I'm motivated to have the opportunity to help those around me and to share my knowledge with others in a positive way. I've actually teamed up with Derek Haney of Splash LPM to give you an opportunity to join us in a mastermind session. Contest ends January 4th, so let's start off the new year right by helping you move forward with your life and business goals. Just go to startuplifehacks.com giveaway to find out how to win. And Hacker Nation, don't forget, Stay positive and keep grinding.